Hello and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Schism. Today we're going to be talking about the metaverse. Now, what is the metaverse? Ooh. I'm not really sure. <laughs> so, uh, I think I'll be handing this one to you. Yeah, um, I thought we, this was quite an important time to do one. You know, everyone's talking about it, and for the people that don't know what the metaverse is, it is a hypothesized iteration of the internet, okay? Supporting persistent online 3D virtual environments through conventional personal computing, as well as a virtual and augmented reality headsets. Whether in virtual reality, augmented reality, or simply on a screen, the promise of Metaverse is to allow a greater overlap of our digital and physical lives in wealth, socialization, productivity, shopping, and entertainment. So basically, in a nutshell, Zuckerberg's got a fresh new nightmare for all of us out there. <laughs> it's like Wes Craven. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's new nightmares. <laughs> Metaverse. Well, it kind of confused me because when I first heard about this, and it, and it was one of them things that suddenly it was everywhere. Yes. And I've heard, like, David Icke talk about this. He, he said, all, you know, always be suspicious of something that just arrives out of nowhere and suddenly it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it a little bit on their social media accounts. I mean, the, the meta stocks have already been talking about it. I was like, hang on, meta stocks? I, I didn't, what, so there's stocks for a world that hasn't even been created yet, which is weird. So, yeah, it is the hot topic at the moment. Everyone's talking about it. And the way it was kind of presented, I thought, was, was like, right, Facebook is changing its name. Facebook is now rebranding to meta. That's and, what I thought. And now it's going to be... You won't be in Facebook. You'll be in the metaverse. Yeah, that, I thought exactly the same. I, th- I thought it was just an upgrade to Facebook was just going to become yeah. metaverse. Kind like, of gimmicky, like, you know, when usually you get it with like celebrities, like Kanye recently changed his name to just Yay. And Prince as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Prince done it a few times, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the really long one, like artist formerly known as Prince, which I thought was such a piss. And, and then he went completely the other way, other way, and just thought, I just make it a symbol. That's just a lot simpler. Oh, before the symbol, it was just the artist. Oh, the artist. Or maybe that come after the symbol, actually. Maybe he just couldn't make his mind up. The artist. <laughs> it's quite Kanye as well, isn't it? But yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Like Facebook are changing their name. Oh, big deal. Oh, it's far deeper than that. I mean, we watched the hour plus long yeah. Mark Zuckerberg breakdown Break of the metaverse. And, and it's not just a simple rebranding of Facebook. I mean, that. the way he's pitching it is more like it's internet 2.0 rather than Facebook 2.0. Exactly, yeah. You initially do think it's just going to be a video about him, how Facebook would change into a, a virtual site or something. But quite quickly, you realise that this is going to be a plan for the future of the entire internet. Every website. Everything will be in the metaverse. As he put it himself. The thing is, we have things like this already. We're not, nothing, nothing's new to us when it comes to virtual reality, okay? We've already got headsets and, and, and gaming. I mean, like there's PS, PSVR, isn't there? You can get games that you can play yeah. with VR headsets. So and, and there's these immersive games like Second Life, 
where people, li- you know, the clues in the name, <laughs> Second Life. Yeah, I- people literally have second lives in, in this game. They spend more time in the game than they do in their actual lives. I mean, I watched this documentary where this woman was, uh, it was in America. She was a, she was in real estate. Mm. She, was, she was an estate agent. And she was selling houses in real life, but playing Second Life in all her spare time. And she started up a real estate company in the game. Anyway, over the years, she decided to, to pack her job in. She was saying, oh, I earn, you know, 10 times what I would in real life in the game. I'm actually one of the most successful real estate agents in Second Life now. She was earning a fortune. All the people in this doc, in this documentary have become millionaires yeah. off, off the back of this kind of stuff. So you're right. It, it, it's nothing new in a sense because there's already people living in these virtual worlds as Mark keeps hammering home in this presentation, working. Right. You'll be working in the metaverse. Working. There's people working in Second Life. And let's not forget as well, there's there's sweatshops where there's kids, rather than making sneakers, they're sat in front of a computer playing Second Life, earning credits, or not just Second Life, loads of different games. Mm. And then rich Western kids are going online and buying these credits, and that's how they're earning their money, rather than working in a... In a conventional sweatshop like like the good old days <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they were fabricating laces and leather together with their bare raw hands now they're stuck in front of a screen all day I guess the difference is the, the, no difference is is their fingertips are probably still bleeding at the end of the day <laughs> well that's one grim grim way of putting it do you remember this story about um, Apple at one of their I, I think we you call it a sweatshop <laughs> probably they, they, they had these suicide nets so many people were literally jumping out the bloody window that they they were nice enough to lay down these like suicide nets so that so to catch them, you know, you know what I mean? Oh mate! But this, that's just the kind of ingenious thinking you'd expect from Apple. I know. <laughs> so they try to commit suicide. You just ferry them back into their room again on a desk on a trolley and just stick, stick them. Back I wonder in if there. they make it bouncy. They just go boom. They bounce up and then they're back straight back into their chair. <laughs> Phones in front of them, laptops still warm. And they're like, God damn Apple ingenuity. <laughs> Still getting out of this prison. <laughs> well, speaking of prisons. Back to the metaverse. Back to the metaverse. Because <laughs> we've got a prison for you. So it's really the presentation video. We're really going to go off what we just know here. Uh, first, Mark. Okay. Subject number Ooh. one. You know. Data from Star Trek. That's putting it gently. Oh. Yeah, data's never this awkward. <laughs> Data is pretty straightforward and just kind of emotionless, but he knows what to do with his hands, at least. He doesn't look awkward in his own skin as much as Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg makes makes Data look like Bez from the Happy Mondays. (laughs) Loose. (laughs) Loose. (laughs) Just the style of him. He had this like black t-shirt, black jeans, Mm. and then like the sneakers. It was very like Steve Jobs. You could tell tell them going for something there, weren't they? They didn't want to go like turtleneck as well because then it's just it's just like who's he think he is Steve Jobs only Steve can rock the turtleneck <laughs> Zuckerberg wearing a turtleneck he'd look like an actual turtle <laughs> he actually would because he's got a very narrow neck it just wouldn't look right they like probably tested that out like, what's he look with a turtle oh no hell no, no take it off take it off help him take it off yeah he doesn't know what to do with his hands quick wardrobe wardrobe it, it was definitely arguably um, the weirdest we've, we've seen for a while I mean the way he sort of gets up, you said the gesture with the hands, the large hands. I mean, they were, the hands look CGI. I mean, obviously the background CGI, he's in the metaverse. Yes, of course. But then 
at points like you can't work out if his hands are CGI or and it's not like that's on purpose. No. It's it's odd. Like sometimes I'm looking at him like he looks as CGI as the bloody background. And then other times it's like his head looks real, but his body looks like it's from like Gold Knight or something like on, on the N64. We paused it at, at a yeah. point and we were like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Like the body was just like do 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 like, it didn't look real. <laughs> uh, honestly, the fact, I think the funny thing sometimes was the eyes. In different shades of light, his eyes were like in different colours. There was one point where, so he starts off and he does the classic talking to the camera and then he doesn't say this, but it's the kind of walk with me. You know, and he kind of like... <laughs> the gesture. He walks off and the camera trails with him and, and he starts walking. He's all right, he's like, Zuckerberg's on the move. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're walking with you now, are we? Take a stroll. Okay, take walking, a stroll through the metaverse. Walking with technocratic giants. As he kind of like starts walking on, he sort of turns to the camera and I swear at this point, both of us were like, whoa, because his eyes just... They go a bit... Dark? They go dark. It was like they lost the colour. They, but they didn't go white. They just went black. Oh, it was like he got overtaken by a demon or something. I mean, I'm, I'm not someone that watches like these uh, glitched out news reports on YouTube where I'm like, their eyes have gone reptilian. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it. They're twitching. They're twitching. But both of us noticed it at the same time. Yeah. We were like, whoa, what's happened to his eyes? It's like they'd gone dark. And like, for some of it, they just looked completely dark, like the eyes of... Of a, a snake or a shark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole, you could say the whole video was a lot of getting Mark to be more like a human, wasn't it? Uh, the first thing they wanted to get you with was Mark's one of you. Like, Mark, we gotta, we gotta make you relatable to people. They gotta know the real you. And the way he was kind of walking you through the metaverse, and then it kept going, didn't it? And we were like, is he ever gonna stop walking? Well, he's like, he's not moving his hands. Where's he going? Yeah, and the bits where he's moving his hands, it was like, you get this with politicians sometimes. They don't know what to do with their hands. But there wasn't one fluid or natural gesture within there. It was just like he was remembering. Like, remember, Mark, they told you, be animated, move your hands. Don't just sit there like a droid, like, gesture, gesture. But you could see the cogs in his brain moving. Like, don't forget to move your hands, Mark. Look at the camera, look at the camera. It was also... It was almost Everything like, was scripted. It was almost like... So even quite hard for him to even like, be normal. Even, like, be normal. Yeah. So it was a struggle for him. Yeah. And his one, remember we said he was reading, you could tell. Remember when this is a presentation video, this is him launching the metaverse. It's supposed to be his bloody product. And he's like, sitting there, you can tell his eyeballs are clearly reading something off the screen. I mean, it's... It's not like Steve Jobs. This hmm. this this guy is like... Steve never needed a script. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not some Steve Jobs worshipper, but this but, guy is a far cry from, from that. He literally was just reading the script badly. Yeah. Like Biden badly. Well, not Biden badly. I mean, well, yeah. right. we're not quite there yet with Mark. I could understand Mark, <laughs> but badly. And he didn't know what the hell to do with his hands. He was so socially awkward around other people. Like when he was trying like some light-hearted gags and stuff, everyone was just la landing badly. I think the, we, we actually talked about is a lot of the video when it starts is He's actually taken us through what the metaverse would look like. So in, in his presentation video, he sort of starts in obviously a real world, you know, in his like front room, I don't know, a billionaire's front room, what that might look like. And then he sort of 
wants you to show you, oh, this is what it could look like by switching it into, so it's still him, which we still couldn't work out if it was really Mark Zuckerberg or a simulation of him, but a simulated background. So now he's in like a, a virtual reality world, you know, the fire in the background is not a real fire. Out in the background, there's three giant trampolines, which are like look going over the ocean. And there's- Cause he's a fun guy. Cause he's a fun guy. They gave him a really fun background. And Ben Mom was walking past the glass of his augmented or re virtual reality house. It was always like the light coming through the clouds, wasn't it? I know, it's like, the sun just dancing off his face, real nice. People will think sunset. Mm. But you could tell it was fake. Oh, look, there's some real kind of light reflections and some sun. Look how real it is in, in the metaverse. And isn't this a nice, peaceful, tranquil kind of yeah, yeah. atmosphere? Like his happy place. I know. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. The metaverse can be your happy place yeah it can be you could, you could, this is the whole thing what they're trying to sell it as it can actually be anything that you want to do I mean you start that's a pretty good point because you start yeah, like you could re recreate Epstein's island yeah in in the metaverse if it, you wanted to complete with all the rooms maybe, maybe that was Epstein's island I mean it, it looked like he was on some kind of tropical island or something that, for all we know that, <laughs> that, that could have been his penthouse there but the funny thing is, is about he, he says, you know, this is the future of the internet. We, we we thought originally it was just Facebook, but very quickly through the video, you're understanding that Mark is now talking about the future of the internet, everyone. So what Mark's doing is he's selling us a world where human connection, expression, emotional interaction, these sort of things are the goals that they are trying to achieve. You know, you're no longer going to be a profile pick on the internet. You're a physical moving piece of software. Essentially, you'll actually be now like an avatar for your real self. You know, something that users just associates a picture on the internet of you as a profile. Yeah. It's now actually going to be a living thing. And the idea of it is it kind of comes through something which is called an embodied internet. Pretty I mean, like he very quickly goes on to say, if you buy clothes for your avatar in the metaverse, you want to take them everywhere with you. So when you go to different platforms and different websites, you want your purchases to follow with you. And what, what he's saying is basically the metaverse is going to be the whole internet. Everything's going to be connected. And it, and it really reminds you straight away of like the internet of things and the cyber grid. Without saying it directly, he's sort of telling you like your avatar will, won't just follow you to Facebook or be part of Facebook. It will be part of everything and everything will be connected. And I'm at the helm of this. Therefore... What does that mean? It's like he's taken off his Mr. Facebook cap and he's put on his Mr. Internet cap. Yeah. And he's now I'm not just the Facebook guy, I'm the internet guy. Yeah, that's right. I, he's like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who, sorry, who's putting you in charge of the internet? Because you're kind of presenting this, and, and I believe that this is the, the, the future of the internet. And it's like, mm. what? You'll be able to work in this virtual reality world. Oh, yeah, you, he makes that point a you, lot as well. Working in the metaverse. It'll be a great working space. You know. Working, working. Working in it and playing in it. I mean, playing in it. Okay, well, okay we say, like on the trampolines that I have. And then even to the point of then entertainment. Okay, so you'll be going to geeks on the metaverse. In fact, what this essentially is, is everything you do now in real life is some way, in some point. It's do it be, in the metaverse instead. Exactly. It's going to be transferable. Yeah. Even, even if it doesn't sound like, well, how are you going to create that in the metaverse? Don't, don't worry. They've got a way figured out for it. And we, we were both saying, like, we felt like it would be, a, it, it would have been a hard sell pre-COVID era mm. because you would have just naturally thought, well, I can do all this stuff in real life. If I want to meet up with my mates to play a game of cards, 
like we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zuckerberg yeah. plays a game of cards with these virtual friends. He's like, <laughs> I'll do that at my house. Yeah. I'll bring the beers. A lot of this would have been a hard sell. Well, I'll just do that in real life if I want to meet up with mates or go clubbing and go to a gig. Nothing beats the real thing. Yeah, of course. But suddenly, in the COVID era, you can't meet up with your friends. You can't go to gigs. You can't go to clubs. Exactly. So now it's an easy sell because people are suddenly like, well, I can't do all of these things. So, you know, might as well do it on the metaverse. I mean, it's the next best thing. Well, we, it's we, the only option I've got, really. It's either that or just being locked down. We said we've already seen it already, haven't we? There's already been a few virtual gigs. It's just a coincidence that it's, that it's all happening at the same time. They haven't been planning the metaverse for a long time. When it comes in just like that, and it seems so too good to be true, a future where you won't have to go out or worry about social distancing or getting germs from people, you'll be able to do everything at home. You'll be having like a virtual card game with all your friends. Like, Lucky they created the metaverse, isn't it? Otherwise we wouldn't be able to do this. No, you would. You'd just be doing it in real life because you wouldn't be locked down and you wouldn't be stuck in a virtual version of what you would actually do that you think is great because you've forgotten what the real bloody thing's actually fucking like. So well, let's look at this then. When he goes into the metaverse, he, when he, whether he's plugging in his glasses or whatever he's doing, he goes into a setting where they're in space and they're all playing cards and stuff with friends. So, okay, I, I like the idea that, you know, you're in space, you can change the background. I mean, the allure of it, you can imagine. Well, one of them's kind of floating in zero gravity. The other one... It's got not even himself, like one, one of them's not the real avatar of himself. Oh yeah, one of them's like a robot, like a big red robot. Yeah, he's created... Mark's like, I, I wanted to be the robot. Yeah, of course you did, Mark. Yeah. We saw you fucking choosing your avatar earlier. Not one was a robot. It was just you. <laughs> Something like him in a T-shirt, him in a skeleton outfit, and then him basically wearing his same outfit. And he was like, that's the one. <laughs> it's like, you're so boring. You chose the same fucking thing as what you had on and then you're stepping into a room with one of your mates and going, oh, I, I wanted to be the robot. It's like the limitations. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> the limitations. The limitations of this guy's create, creativity. And he, I'm told that he apparently invented Facebook. He's That's the one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course. You stick to what you know, Mark. My new Steve Jobs outfit. But yeah, he steps in, steps into the card game. And he's like, oh, hey, yeah, all my buddies are here. We're, you know, catching up, playing cards. And one of them's a robot. And you're like, okay. And you're sort of thinking, how would this work then? I would have some kind of a headset on, or I guess like not everyone's going to have a headset, so that might just be on your screen, like Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to have quite good like connectivity for that. Imagine it like lagging and stuff. Like it, you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. I imagine like playing a game of cards, but it's like, whoop, 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 like lagging. <laughs> Mum, the Wi-Fi's going. Tony's glitching out again. It's going to take a hell of a lot of power, first of all, I think, I figured to even boot this universe. But there's, a, there's the issue of something I didn't like when he was with the friends, was that he answered his phone. So his phone goes off in the virtual reality world, yeah. And it, <laughs> I and didn't even notice this. Yeah. So, he, so, he's answering, so he's playing a card as his virtual avatar in the virtual reality world, the metaverse. And then his phone goes off in the real world, but he can still answer it. Now, so he's answering a call within the metaverse in real life. You've, you've got to be pretty careful what you're doing now when you answer a phone call because if, you, if you've got the metaverse and the metaverse is directly connected to your phone call, God knows what sort of room you could be in when you choose to answer your phone to mum. You could be in a brothel somewhere in, in Amsterdam. 
surrounded by ladies in silk and then mum rings. Ring, ring, <laughs> ring. Darling, are you coming downstairs for food? Yeah, in a minute, in a minute. What is that? I'm just at a Roman baths. That's all, mum. Um, let me just get out. I'm, I mean, it's dangerous, mate. There's no bridge of privacy is what I'm trying to get at now. If the metaverse is going to be so consuming, it's going to be part of you of, of all parts of life, that you can answer a phone within both worlds, then surely the metaverse is now taken over almost your whole privacy. There's not going to be no escape from it. Isn't he talks about privacy as well, like a few times. Like, obviously, privacy is important. And like straight away, you're just thinking, well, yeah, the only reason you keep saying this is because... This is ringing major alarm bells. Yeah, major. Not just privacy, but it coming about, like we said, at the exact time that they're saying to people, you've got to stay at home. You're under lockdown. I was about to say under house arrest. It's basically the same (laughs) Same thing. thing. You're locked down. You're quarantined. You can't work. You're on furlough. You're unable to meet up with friends in a conventional way, unable to work in the conventional way you you think of all the people that are suddenly using zoom and skype i mean i hardly hear skype talked about now it's all zoom zoom yeah zoom i hadn't even known of zoom before we started now oh yeah zoom oh yeah zoom call zoom's al- almost become the new skype people be like oh i'll zoom you it did during a pandemic didn't it? Yeah, yeah because suddenly people were just forced to to use this thing and and it would be the same with the metaverse you know zoom wasn't that successful before this suddenly there's a demand for it, it becomes mega successful. And that will be what the metaverse is like. Like I said before, it would be, it would have been a hard sell previously, but now you can't do all the things that you were used to doing. You know what I mean? Like, well, look, we're taking all your freedoms away and you can't have the life that you used to have, but here, have have the metaverse. It's, in, in, in some it's way, like Russell Brand called it digital smack. Well, in, in some way, not only just have the metaverse, but the metaverse will be better because... We talked about things in the metaverse will be safer. Like, I don't know, let's say, let's choose something wild, like bungee jumping in real life. It's probably quite dangerous. I mean, I've done it and obviously there's safety precautions, but it is probably still a dangerous thing to do. Well, you could do a bungee jump in the metaverse on a mountain top. You know, you're in the metaverse, you're not going to, nothing's going to hurt you, nothing's going to bad happen. And then you think, well, that sounds much better. Why would I want to do a bungee jump in real life from a crane? when I could do one in a virtual reality world off yeah, of a mountain, straight away the, the allure is like, oh. Or like well, even like much less dangerous things like going to a gig or something, especially after, say, what happened recently, like Astro World. Yeah. That's going to make more and more people think, oh, going to gigs, you know, it's risky. I could get crushed. I could catch COVID. I could, anything could happen. Oh, but if I watch one at home, Oh, well, I'm nice and safe at home. I mean, exactly. not only am I able to do it when locked down or quarantined or whatever, maybe I'll just do this from now on because this is it's easier, it's more in my comfort zone, I don't have to take any unnecessary risks, it's safer, there's no germs. Yeah, I mean, I mean you can almost imagine people like, oh, yeah, imagine being with all them, you know, crowds of sweaty people and all them germs. and There might be people that haven't even had the vax. They're like becoming like human phobes. Yes. Like they 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 don't want to leave the house. They don't want to come into contact with other humans. Here, have the metaverse. Everything's going to be available there. You won't have to worry about yeah. contact. And with it's you. nice and safe. So the metaverse is going to be changing a lot of things. One thing I would actually like to say is, it would always start with where your home space 
would be. So you need a base in the metaverse, and that would be your home. So technically, not only is you gonna have your home in real life, you can create your home within the metaverse. You can like upgrade it, buy all these digital items. I, I don't I don't understand the augmented reality. So yeah. they're they're kind of appearing in the physical world, but when viewed through a screen, whether that's a VR helmet or the glasses or I guess like a, a phone, phone screen or yeah. an iPad screen. They're not actually there, like holograms. Yeah, no. Not, not that holograms are actually there and Arguably, we're just holograms. But forget all that. Yeah. <laughs> Augmented reality <laughs> is, it only appears when viewing it through like a, some kind of some digital, digital device. device yeah. But if you like, so, oh, you think my place is impressive now, check it out through these glasses or this VR helmet. And they'd be like, oh my God, wow. And through the VR helmet, you'd have, you know, you might have, I don't know, like a statue with real angel wings or some, uh, like a tree growing out the side of your wall. Or like a, like a big hanging chandelier in the hall or something. Yeah, or one of your walls is turned into a fish tank and there's a shark swimming around behind it or whatever. The, the I, I guess the only limit is your imagination or what they have in the bloody store or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have to pay for a lot of this. But the only, the only thing that gets me is it's all still digital, dude. When you take your glasses off, <laughs> yeah, he's you're, not there. You're back where you are. You're back in your shitty flat. <laughs> <laughs> put it back on. You put it on, you're like, ah, you're like, oh. there's the shark. <laughs> oh. There's the statue with the angel wings. <laughs> that tree's a bit annoying. Love the light, I just gleams off the crystals and the chandelier. Much better than a flickering bulb in the one bedroom hole I've got. <laughs> well, there's this brilliant meme, I don't know if you've seen it, it's like someone like in a, in a dirty bedroom with a with a stained mattress on the floor, curled up like a fetus in the corner with a with a VR headset, like, <laughs> and it just says, like, the metaverse, you will own nothing and be happy. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it straight away sort of reminds you of that. You're like, God, you know, people... People are having their lives torn apart. These 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 people are going to become jobless. They're going to be stuck at home on benefits or whatever basic income credit score system thing comes in. And you get the feeling like metaverse, like Russell Brand said, it could be like the, the digital smack. Like this is just what makes it all bearable. Well, at least I can escape to yeah. the metaverse. Yeah. Like life don't seem so bad in the metaverse. Even me flat with all the augmented stuff, I mean... He, he looks great. Yeah, in, in in my augmented or even maybe my virtuality within the metaverse, I drive a Porsche. You know, I've got a Robin Reliant on the driveway in real life. <laughs> For people who don't know what that is, that's the car that Bell, <laughs> Bellboy drives in the only Fools and Horses city. It's a three-wheeler. It's a three-wheeler. Look it up. They're kind of cool. One scene that really always disturbed me was when he was talking about you can move all your items across platforms and apps. When you're talking about security... And he said, you want to know you own your items, not a platform. I mean, sorry, this guy has been in trouble. This is Mr. Facebook, by the way, and he's talking about you want to know if you own your items or just like the photos. He's like, not a platform. So it's like, okay, you'll own nothing and be happy, but you're your own stuff in the metaverse, but that doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. That's not real. But you're own it, not a platform. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, but how can I own it if it's not real? You know, if someone said, oh, we'll go down the Matrix route, your five, reality is five sensory feeling. Okay, well, then let's work with that. It's still not real. I can't, it's not a physical thing. I can't actually touch it. 
And what always disturbed me was the fact that this guy had flaunted privacy laws before when he was going through the courts in America with all the cases against him on Facebook, basically taking control of your pictures, all your posts. I mean, if you have a picture that you put on Facebook now, that's their picture, not your picture, their picture. So I'd be surprised anyone's trusting enough to even allow someone like Mark Zuckerberg to dictate what the metaverse is going to be. Also as well, if it's linked to your actual space, like there was a part in the video where the house is kind of traced into the metaverse and they can detect where everything is because a lot of the things are interacting with augmented reality. And they say like, you know, say you needed to find something like, for instance, your favorite mug, Mm. then you could actually using the metaverse track where that is in your house because you could type in whatever Cause you mug, got, cause you got and the- it would go Jew, it's there look it's on the table when do you lose your favourite mug <laughs> we lose a lot of things <laughs> keys money bags of weed but your favourite mug's probably just like in the sink yes <laughs> or in the cupboard where you keep the mugs <laughs> the, the worst is probably upstairs on the bedroom table <laughs> where it was left yeah. from yesterday morning but you, you can see why they chose like your favourite mug, because it's yes. like friendly and relatable. Plus, if they had said, your car keys, straight away someone might have gone, well, what if I don't want to broadcast where my car keys are mm. on the internet? They chose the mug because it's like, your favourite mug, your cuddly favourite mug. What does it matter? What do you lose more, your favourite mug or your car keys? You know what I mean? People would be like, oh, that's handy. I'll never lose my car keys again. Yeah, but we know where your car keys are. I think, for example, there's all sorts of new warnings and well, red flags here. It sort of feels like to me, like, so they've already mapped our faces with these apps and, hey, don't put a key code in now, just let us map your face. Or, oh, put this stupid dog face with a hanging tongue and floppy ears on your mush from (laughs) from this app. (laughs) So they've sort of mapped off all all our faces and now they're like, right, we want to map their homes. Imagine it like like the Matrix or something, just like a, a green grid, like... Just all the little codes going through. Yeah, right. Now now we know where everything is in their house too. You know what I mean? Just, isn't that disturbing for people? That's like 24-hour surveillance, if anything. And Mark's delivery of it all is so dystopian and so like... It's not even it's not even self-knowing. Because if you're sort of putting something like this out into the world, you must sort of know, God, it's all a bit Black Mirror. We, we've got to sort of make a bit of a joke out of this or something. But it's like they're that, that kind of unaware that they've decided to put Mark as the front man and do it in such a way that it feels like we're an evil corporation and this is going to be good for you, but it's really a dystopian nightmare. It's it's disturbing. It's It's a disturbing watch. It's not an Apple advert where you're like, I know Apple's a corporation, but that's a pretty cool advert or something. You know what I mean? It doesn't, well, for me anyway, it did not sell me whatsoever it kind of terrified me and it did make me think in the current climate i i can see this taking off oh yeah you've it's sort of like you've created the market for it with Before the pandemic yeah through that and it's now almost not like, saying like mark you know mark's the mastermind behind no, but it's like a the pandemic but it's it, it feels like a cause and effect thing it's like this has happened brilliant now press the button well, on metaverse well there'll be technocratics out there and the transhumanists will be like this is a gift from god for all of us that have been waiting for the metaverse. I've been inside for nine months since the pandemic. See you later, second life. <laughs> it's true. So do you remember the bit in the presentation video which actually caused us a little bit of confusion? 
And it was the music gig. <laughs> There's a lot of them bits. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this, this video is full of it. But this one, I just really did confuse me. Okay. So through the metaverse that's now, well, should be active in the future, you could invite a digital ghost or an avatar to come watch a real concert so they could be there with you too. Obviously, when we mentioned earlier about the whole thing with what happened at Astral World, this probably could be a good selling point for the future. But what we didn't understand was in that scene, there was a woman who's actually in a physical, real concert, and then her friend arrives as a digital ghost. Is she a I mean, literally, is she a, a digital, digital ghost? ghost. Like the outline of her, like was like blue, like she was fucking Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore together. I mean, it was. And then you think, hang on, no. so it's a digital ghost. Is she appearing in the metaverse and they're at a meta concert? as a digital ghost. See, they kept doing this. Or, but, but if they, yeah. if she was, then why aren't they both digital ghosts? Why is she appearing as a digital ghost within the metaverse? She surely that they should both be their avatars. Yeah, so they, yeah, so they kept doing this thing where they, they were kind of showing actual reality and someone appearing, like you said, as it's the best description for it, as a digital ghost next to them. Like, I'm here with you experiencing this gig. Oh, it's like I'm really here. Whereas the rea reality of it is that they would both be just sat at their computers or whatever, just watching a virtual gig. Neither of them would be there. No. You know what I mean? But they would, they kept presenting it as like, oh, one person will be there and the other person will be sort of like joining them. It's like, how would that work then? Yeah. And, and if like, and what, what? Unless they sort of work like on a video call and they were just sort of showing their friend the concert or something, but that's not... Well, I thought yeah, unless there, there was it, some like, sort of like a meta projector within the real concert. So basically, even though you're in a real concert, there's some sort of technology that could project the meta world into that. So you could summon people's avatars up to watch the gig. But then that I would, think what it will be. Because, that would just be holograms still, though. Yeah, because there was a Playboy Carti concert. And I think it was like live on New Year's Eve. And it was like, oh, wow, it's a digital concert. Right. And you can buy a ticket for this and you can watch it live and you'll appear as an audience member on a giant screen that he'll be playing to and you'll be able to watch him on stage. So oh, right, yeah. It's like basically the metaverse, weirdly. It, that's the weird thing about this. They've been seeding this out the whole way through the pandemic. Was this and, a bit of the video when he had the two guys on stage? That's that were just, it. Yeah, they were standing there just not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, right. He's there and... It, and, and <laughs> He, he's got a backing track behind him like a lot of these rappers do now, so he doesn't really have to do much other than go like, hey, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> that really is it. There's other there's another two blokes there, one of them with a mohawk and the other one looking like a Mexican gangbanger, like some cholo. Like. And then they're just kind of hanging around, look, well, trying to look dangerous and cool. Well, one was just smoking a fag. <laughs> one of them's just smoking a cigarette and the other one's just kind of rocking his head and then Playboy Carty's like jumping around the stage almost like lip syncing I mean you can hardly call it a concert there's no one playing any instruments at all it's just a, just a backing track yeah and bear in mind it's not an audience either because it's a digital concert so it's not like you yeah. can hear cheers from live cheers down the mic from people in the crowd like love you Playboy like, yeah so there's no live instruments a backing track some live singing if you could call it that and then two blokes just hanging about on stage, smoking a cigarette. I mean, we call them roadies. Yeah. But they're like, it's banned. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, it was one of those things that I watched it and I was like, I can't decide whether this is like the worst thing or the best thing that I've ever seen. Because I don't like, because his music is pretty 
full frontal, really heavy, distorted, electronic bass with violent lyrics over it and shit. And it's, it, I, quite, I, I quite like the music. And I quite like the no fucks delivery of the performance and how weird it all was. And even being in this metaverse, I was like, it's mental. I, I kind of loved it as a piece of pop culture because it was so strange. Yeah. But thinking that, no, that will basically be the future of gigs. It's like, kill me now. I know. I wouldn't want that to be the norm. And that was kind of fun just because, like I said, it was the, quirky. The punkness of it. Imagine, like, replace that with, like, Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. He's just hurt on a stage, an audience that's just like a load of digital bloody Zoom calls. I mean, you've seen it during the pandemic at football matches where they've had cardboard cutouts of people. Well, it's it. the same thing. They're pushing this, this, this idea of you as an avatar. You can't be at the game, but hey. We could have a cardboard cutout of you, or in the future, just a digital cutout of you. So we didn't like that whole idea of we couldn't understand whether it was a concert or not. But this, um, I always loved this phrase, dude. This always, I had to write this one down. To have richer experiences and add new layers to the world we live in. Hang on, so Mark's in some way talking about... Reality. Reality. And improving reality. Yeah, but not improving the reality of the world you live in by cleaning the world up of poverty and pollution. No, he's actually talking about the quality of life that you're having in the virtual reality world. It's almost just putting another layer on top of this one, like a acetate. Like when you watch them do like a Disney movie, it's just like placing an acetate of a load of fake shit over the top of it. Like like you said, as if that's going to fix any of the problems and that we all, have. And, and it's all about, at the same time, would you want to live in that world? Also as well, he's gone, so he's gone from talking about metaverse or meta being the new Facebook to then going on to sounding like, oh, hang on a minute, he's talking about meta in a way that it sounds like metaverse is going to be the new internet. Mm. And then suddenly at this point, he's talking about the metaverse being the new reality. Yeah, the reality mark. It's a far cry from like, a new version of Facebook. No, not, not if he's talking about everything you're going to do in the future is going to be incorporated in, in the metaverse. Hang on, I, everything I do in the future, so I won't spend any time in reality. Basically, the Matrix. It is it, the Matrix. That's what we were saying. It's like the the, the Matrix Mark One. This is it. Mm. Because it will just improve more and more over time until like you, you won't be able to tell the difference between reality and the metaverse. No. And you will prefer the metaverse because reality will be miserable in comparison. What is interesting is, you know, we talk about the Matrix, but this almost seems like the Matrix within the Matrix, you know, within this time since the pandemic's been on. Many of the richest billionaires have actually positioned themselves quite well in the world, if you think about Quite well. I mean, Bezos <laughs> is now the richest man. Gate leads the WHO. And now we've got Zuckerberg with the metaverse. It sounds like they've all got a plan and a piece of the puzzle for each of us and stuff to sort of move through. Yeah, it's like, take your positions. They're almost like the um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's actually a pretty good analogy, yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of. It feels like we're living in the end times, so... Brought through this, like I said, a plan at a beautiful time, a beautiful time. And it's, like I said, I don't know if it's done through someone like Mark. I mean, the guy is about as relatable as an orange. He's got no charisma. You know, he's probably the worst person to oh, face. charisma, to... forget it. I mean, he doesn't even have a personality he, that I the, can make out. He's the worst person to probably face up for this because I don't trust him. I mean, all through the video... You know, they're trying to make these sort of little attempts to make him cool and relatable. I mean, do you remember the whole scene when he had the surfing game? 
and he was showing what's what a surfing game would be like within the metaverse and they had the whole avatars that he could choose yeah it kind of and, I, and I didn't know about this because I'm not into Zuckerberg so I was completely unaware of this joke yeah, so this you is, spotted it straight away yeah I don't I think you didn't spot it because maybe you're this is more of a kind of like celebrity gossip thing that just passed you by but probably <laughs> for anyone that didn't see it there was this picture of Mark Zuckerberg that was doing the rounds all over the internet where he was out surfing and or you know like behind a boat like a on a what they call like oh. bodyboard or whatever yeah. like and he and he had this he had his sun tan cream on his face but like lathered up so he literally looked like the joker out of batman <laughs> it was just no one put sun cream on as much as this it was bizarre and he just looked so weird he looked like a android out <laughs> androids fun day out to the beach <laughs> but and it was just like a laughing stock and like everyone was just like everyone was looking at it and going yeah this guy is weird isn't he like yeah, even we, out on a surfboard he's got his face painted up like this like who is this dude should we really be trusting him it was almost like people were starting to go this guy's a weirdo don't know about him and then that so they've they've worked that into to this video like oh make one of the avatars like a surfer mike a surfer, Mark, that's got his face painted up. Like, you're in on the joke now, Mark. Of course, they chose that one for him. Like, yeah. you know, you choose that one, Mark. Oh, do, oh, does it have to be that one? No, no, Mark, this is good. You're in on the joke. You're laughing with them. And they don't show this for too long. It's quite subtle. They just, they don't even mention it. They just quickly flip through. Oh, look, Mark's got a couple avatars and one of them's a white face thing. So people go, oh, oh yeah. And then the second one was like him with like stars and stripes boxes or something. And he, and he had like a, an American flag and you can just, you know, like let them know you're a patriot, Mark. Let them know you're an American. Remind them. You anyway, have an identity, Mark. You have an identity. Any way they could choose to make him relatable to people. Yeah. Whether it was through his ill-fated picture in the media, which I've never seen of this white face on his surfboard, which when I, which when I did he see He looked like a ghoul. When I did see it, I was like... <gasps> Drew a gasp out of me, I was so terrified. I don't like all the humanising of Mark. I mean, they even did it at the end of the it's race. so unbelievable. At the end of the race, they even, he was like, he lost the race to his friend, and he was like, I'm going to need some more sunscreen. Oh, yeah, the friend went, you want to race again? He was like, not today. Like, every other day, he's surfing all around the place. Of course he is. But he was like, oh, no, i got to get some more sun cream on. Like, mate felt the need to make the joke again, like... See guys, I'm in on I'm in on the joke. It's like, oh my god. It's like Christ, we get it. Yeah. Get it. And the fact that you have to drill it's like No Mark, you thought it was normal. (laughs) Like you thought putting that much sun cream on was normal and it was acceptable. You're not in on the joke. Like when you got the phone call, you were probably like, What do you mean? You know I get sunburnt. No, Mark, you put it on like the Joker, you look ridiculous. Ratings are down. <laughs> and he'd be like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Go out and get burned? And then it's like, put it on, just not that much. You know what I mean? He's not in on the joke. He thought that was normal. I know. Poor lad. In the metaverse, it would be normal. No one would say anything about this in the metaverse. They just think it was a cool app or something. No, what he needs to do in his metaverse at that, that time. I mean, you mentioned this earlier in, in the presentation of the video, but you know what he do? He just escape to a private room. Oh my God, that bit. <laughs> Yeah, there was a bit. There was a bit right at the start, wasn't there? Where I think he says something along the lines of, "In the metaverse, you can work, play, or just go and have some alone time in your own private bubble." 
something like that. I don't know if he said alone time, but he was like, or just go and retreat to your old private bubble. And it really sort of sounded like straight away to me, I just thought of someone like curled up in a fetus crying in a bubble. That's that's kind of what, or if if the trolls have got, got to you, you know, the cyber bullies, don't worry. You can just go and cry in, in your little I'm, private bubble. I mean, can you imagine sort of being in the metaverse with your friends and maybe the conversation gets a little nasty and heated and you're just sitting there and one of your friends just teleports out of the conversation. It's like, where's Kevin gone? It's like, oh, <laughs> private room for a cry. And you see like Kevin's bubble flight floating <laughs> above your conversation. You're sitting there rocking back and <laughs> See you later, Kevin. It's not very private, is it? <laughs> no, he hasn't got the app to uh, demist it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine people like, what are you going to go do? Cry, go and cry in your bubble. I might just go to my private bubble. So what? You go, go to your bubble and then you just like log out and go to your bubble. And they're like, uh, the options, you know, work, play, private bubble, private for bubble, for there a, for a cry. They're your options, basically. You All know. the things you could do in a normal world, really. Yeah, do you know what it reminded me of as well? There was like uh, Google offices where they had these private booths. It almost reminded me of like the wank booths in Amsterdam. And you could go in there and they had peaceful music playing and stuff like that. And you just thought when you're watching it, people are just going to go in here to cry. <laughs> this is like the suicide text. Like, yeah, oh, a lot of people out our place are suffering with mental health. It's like, what can we do? We could improve working conditions. You know, we could pay them more, less hours maybe. Like, get some mental health experts in. For to, counseling. Yeah. Like. No, no, no. We won't do any of that. We're just giving little private booths with some, like, jingles playing that they can go in there and, like, have a cry for five minutes until it, <laughs> until it tells them, like, <laughs> someone else is next in line. It's crazy. It just reminds me of that. Um, there were things that we sort of picked up in this video that really made us laugh to think that Mark was actually a regular person. And what we mean by this is everyone, he's a billionaire. Don't forget that. Normalisation incomplete. How can we make it better for Mark? <laughs> well, one thing that I liked what you said when he was talking about how this could make our commute to work shorter. This guy, do you think he's, what's his normal commute to work? Well, yeah, that's the whole point. The way he's saying it was like, it would be loads better for our commute to work. And you're like, our commute to work. Like, you, you're not getting on the sweaty tube every day, like the sweaty subway. Do you know what I mean? You're, like, you're, you're actually outside that society. I don't know who you think you are, really. Yeah, there's another bit where he's talking to, I think it's a game developer, and he says, oh, yeah, this game got me and my friends yeah. through the first lockdown. Like, as if he was spending his time the same as people on furlough or on lockdown like you know i was putting it on ps5 just playing fifa with me mates or whatever like you really think that's how he was spending his lockdown this guy was on like bezos's yacht and jetting around the globe he's going places in private jet and by helicopter he's not doing a normal commute and he's certainly not locked down playing some <laughs> fucking game with his non-existent friends yeah, I mean, we could definitely say both of those Eating Doritos, like, oh, that's how I spent my lockdown. No, it's not. We could definitely agree that every line that was written for him was just every more the sort of representation that he was a normal bloke. And that's why they, they try to make the metaverse so appealing, because they try to sell it to you for a normal guy. And he is not a normal guy. I mean, he talks about the creators and designers within the metaverse that will have a freedom to create what they want, install sort of platforms and build like commerce in it to make money within the metaverse all that like low fees and something like that 
Well, there's got to be money coming to eventually. Yeah, like content creators. Creators and stuff. So people that are creating the worlds and stuff. Which, which is fair play. I mean, if, you can, if you're going to make money through that and stuff, I mean, I understand that. But you didn't make this point about having, like, higher fees for developers that already made substantial gains. So don't get us wrong. Just like that woman who made all that money on Second, Second Life, there's already people now making money off the metaverse and it hasn't even theoretically been launched yet. Yeah, like they've already got the contracts because they have a few of them people on this presentation saying, oh, you built some fantastic stuff. Yeah. And these people have already been chosen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they've already been all laid out and stuff. So in a way, you sort of think, well, who are all these people that are investing all this money into this? He talks about this is going to be billions they're going to be investing for years to come. It's a lot of money. He talks about making a loss as well, That's bizarrely. Right. Yeah. He says, you know, in the first few years, we might be making a loss. It's like, who talks about the money that they're going to earn? You know what I mean? Because this is not a... This was a presentation in the same way when a new console like the PS5 does a presentation. But it wouldn't be like during a PS5 presentation, they would say, you know, we're probably not going to make that much money over the first few years, but we make our money off the games and stuff like that, because that's the truth of it. Yeah. But they don't say that. No, of course they don't. They... And Mark's sort of saying, oh, you know, we're going to take a loss on this, but it's going to be worth it. It's like, why are you saying that? Yeah. It, was, it was really bizarre. Almost like he was, again, trying to humanise himself and sort of saying, oh, we're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. But, but to me, it sort of made me think, well, if, if you can make a loss on this, then what are your real reasons for doing it? And, it's like, and, and I'm guessing, oh, because after a certain amount of time, we would have taken over the fucking internet. Well, at the same time, if you know this is going to make a loss and you're the creator of this metaverse or one of the pioneers, how does that sit with the developers and the people who are creating stuff within your universe? If you yeah. tell them, oh, by the way, we're probably going to lose loads of money on that, aren't people who design stuff within this metaverse going to be like, hang on? Really, it's telling you we have the most powerful people behind this in the world. It doesn't matter if we make a loss on this. We can continue making a loss on this until it is yeah. the new internet, until it is the most powerful pillar of society and part of the internet of all things. It's, it's this, almost like this is part of the plan. So if people start questioning in, in the future, like, have you seen how much money they're losing on this and stuff? Like, what the hell is going on? They go, oh, well, we, well he did say that. He did say that they were going to make a loss on it. It's just a, another way of like, point. making people not ask questions about it. So there's like a structure of characters in this video, which are all perfectly designed to serve their purpose. The fact that we noticed there was one of every ethnic group in the video <laughs> said, said it all about this fake presentation. Yeah, literally you had like an Indian guy. Oriental woman, lady. African-American woman. woman uh, and then like a sort of like Italian looking guy. And then obviously Mark, who's like as white as a ghost. And then they had the older white woman. What, what better class to choose the white person is just put them as an older white woman. <laughs> not, a, not a young white man. Oh, far too devilish. We've got one of those in the video already. His name's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> but the characters in this video were, all had their little pieces and stuff. And I thought we'd just break them down a little bit. Um, it was the Indian guy, which... Uh, he was slightly less awkward than Mark. And he's part of the video. Yeah, still didn't really know what to do with his hands. And it was sort of about how he was talking about business and it was easier to conduct within the metaverse and talking about you could create a meta office, meta products and meta world. So and they had a desk 
didn't they? With like, oh, look, this could be your sort of meta desk or whatever. But imagine like working the whole day with a headset on or these glasses. I mean, I realise that we haven't spoke about the glasses yet. We'll get onto that. But are you really going to want to have that on all the time, be in that world all the time? Because that was kind of saying, look, your desk could be this computer, another computer, this side. You know, it could be like your dream setup. Yeah. It's all there for you in the metaverse. But therefore, you've got to be in the metaverse all the time. Imagine a working day, eight hours or something, you're sitting down, you're you're working. You're not just logged into Facebook like, oh, I've got Facebook open in a tab or whatever. No. You're fully in the metaverse so for eight hours a day or people that, you know, or 24 bloody hours a day. Like, Depends what you do. I mean, could, could you imagine if... I don't know if you could sleep in the metaverse, maybe. You just keep the fucking glasses. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Those the dreams you'd have. But I think the way they explain it is there's actually these sort of developers that you mentioned that they have at the moment who are creating products within the meta world. And he brings in the Indian fella, uh, this lady Jackie, who's just sort of like African-American woman. I mean, she's pretty gorgeous. And she's in this setting that is, I mean, I once again, dude, I wasn't sure if it was real or not real. I mean, because the sofa this is... Well, it's not real. It's in the metaverse. But... They're obviously sitting on a real sofa. sofa. You know, it's confusing. The whole thing is confusing. But you made the point that it looks like. Would you say the setting of Caligula? <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like a, a cross between like a porno and somewhere that Caligula might have one of his orgies. That's the vibe it was giving me. And like everyone else in this video was very like jeans and t-shirt, like like Mark. And then this woman appears, and she's in like a full-on silk purple gown. With a lot of legs showing. Both legs crossed over. And like you said, if she'd uncrossed the legs, it would have been a real like basic instinct moment. Beaver shirt. And yeah, she's she's sitting there looking like really glamorous and she's flicking her hair and stuff, and she's in this kind of Roman-esque kind of setting, and he's and this this guy feels quite nervous, like, oh, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. I just love your work. And she's like, oh, thank you. Oh. He's he's probably there pinching himself, like, am I in the metaverse or is this real life? Because <laughs> the whole setting was, like, the palm trees, the gold-framed pictures on, like, pillars. And it was all very sort of very beautiful. But the first thing we got out of it was, like, this is the one part of the video that's meant to get the men going, isn't it? Well, yeah, because straight away you're going to be thinking, like, I wonder what else you could do in the metaverse. I mean, if I was in that Caligula-like setting with... Jackie on that sofa. Jackie on that sofa with that little pink cushion there and a lovely purple gown. I mean, I could talk about her creative content. I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more of her creative content. <laughs> so where's the mind going to go? I know, I know. And they, would, and, and they were really pushing you in that direction to imagine what you could do in the metaverse. Well, even, even a lot of the shots, I noticed one of the shots was like a low shot that showed her sort of silver, and she had like these ankle straps on her sandals that were not right, like... She had like high heels high, on. High, high heels on, but the ankle straps were like thin, they weren't, they were like silver, and they even like went with some of the decor, and I was like, this is all done to create an image yeah. of like and what you can, what you, what you and your dirty mind can do inside the metaverse. And he kept on saying, like he started off, like I said, by saying, oh, I'm a big fan of your work, I'm such a fan. And then throughout the conversation, he kept on saying, so say you did a intimate event with some fans and he kept on saying words like intimate that would also lead your mind there yeah. and he kept on saying fans over and over again 
oh, and you could in interact better with your fans. And I thought to myself, they're not called fans on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. They're called followers. Yeah. But you keep saying fans, and that straight away is making me think of OnlyFans. We all know what OnlyFans is about. You know, it's it, it was pointing your mind in the way of fans, 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 OnlyFans, OnlyFans. Oh, my God, imagine OnlyFans in this scene. Oh, my God, I could log into my favourite OnlyFans account and see my dream girl, but not, not just see her, be with her. Be with her. In this environment, it would be like I'm really there. Yeah, it was selling, like, the sort of the soft porn side of it, like meeting up with your favourite artists. I mean, it would be the virtual person of them, but it, it allowed your mind to wander. I mean, imagine if they had a Kate Winslet one. I had a game over. On the set of Titanic. Oh, I would be the Leo character and she'd be in front of me on the front of the boat, me and Kate. Oh my God, you can relive that that moment. <gasps> You're just spending hours like, <laughs> you've got a, fan, a, a little fan set up in front of you, so you're, you're like kind of getting, the, the, wind getting well. the wind of the fan. <laughs> in my horrible looking cruddy burnout room in the future. But I'm reliving the front of the Titanic scene. You build a homemade deck that using augmented reality you can sort of change into the front of the ship like uh, when it's getting to the helm of the ship you've just got some fairy liquid bottles just <laughs> duct taped together but it, it, like with the augmented reality you're like it looks like a fucking helm with the titanic man like i'm here yeah my, like, my, like, my avatar's like nothing like me it's like dicaprio hang on your avatar looks a bit oh. full-on six-pack luscious hair blowing in the wind <laughs> You literally, like, give yourself a chill. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, porn is really toxic for people, especially people that are, like, porn addicts and they're watching porn all the time. It rewires your brain. Mm. And what happens to people that are porn addicts, then they can't find sexual gratification in, in real life because the, their dopamine releases are so out of whack and it's like being a drug addict. But imagine the people that are already porn addicts or have a you know, have that as a bit of a vice. Imagine then suddenly saying to them, well, now in the metaverse, you can be there and it's like you're you're in you're in the orgy. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Mind it, mate. Careful. <laughs> That's my face in idiot with that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you're actually there or whatever. Like these people are literally just going to live in that world. Like you can imagine like, like, Grace, come down for your tea. What's he doing up there? He's in the metaverse. I don't know what he's doing. I think he was eating a cake last time I saw him. He was blah, blah, with his tongue out. <laughs> or even worse, it's like, oh no, it's nothing like that. I think it's a horse riding game. You see him like bouncing up and down or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's some sort of horse riding game. Downhill skiing, though. <laughs> They're feeding to the nerves of, of the most dark, deepest pleasures. That, that... There will be people who just lock themselves away. I mean, imagine the paedophiles. Oh, I can have sex with a kid now in the metaverse. No one can find me on there. It's not even real. And plus, will I even get in trouble for it? Because technically, it's not a real child. So yeah. It's a virtual child. Or a kid does go onto the metaverse. It's, you know, someone else's account or whatever else, and they do end up having some sort of sexual encounter. Crikey, it can happen with within the same house. <gasps> you're like downstairs. And you're yeah, like... You met, you know, you're, you're meeting this hot babe, and it's actually like your dad. <laughs> who's a secret cross-dresser who's kind of like I've always wanted to know what it feels like to be picked up in a bar <laughs> your son's there like hey straight away it makes you think of the Black Mirror episode where they have the two avatars that meet up within the game 
one of them changes sex there, don't they? Yeah. It, it, this is like opening Pandora's box. I mean, it really is like, how would you like to fulfill your deepest, darkest fantasies and have access to that at any given time during the day? How are people going to function if they don't have the self-control to put down their phone, well, let we, alone resist this? Well, we were talking about this when we were saying the idea of the metaverse is somehow to make it more inclusive and what is it, to increase our presence? Yeah, they said in the video, didn't they? It's going to improve connectivity and it's, and it's going to make people more present. And you just think to yourself, well, hang on a minute, people that are glued to their phone all the time or always on Facebook or scrolling through Instagram, would you describe them as more present? The complete opposite. They're, they're not living in the present at all. And like we said, when you go to, there's nothing worse, like when you go to a gig and there's people there and they, they just got their phones out and they're just filming the band and they're watching it through their screen and you just think to yourself, just live in the moment. Just experience this right now. Why are you bothering filming it on your phone? Like it's probably going to be shit. Are you really going to even go back and watch it? And if you do... The sound's going to be terrible. Yeah. The video's going to be terrible. Even if the video and the sound's perfect, it's never going to be as good as the real moment, the real moment that you would have just lost because you were looking at your phone. We said the same. Like You wouldn't be able to even feel the rumble of the floor or even just the brush of a sh- brush of a shoulder like I saw next to you. You know what I mean? A cup of piss flying through the air, <laughs> a few stray droplets falling on you. Yeah, yeah, the we smell were... of sweat. <laughs> we were from the noughties area. We knew how to party kids. <laughs> no, the thing is, all that is part of it. Yeah. It's the experience. Yeah. A crowd surfer randomly smacks you with the side of their shoe. (laughs) So to get your own back, you pinches us. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, this is the point. We're going to create a world where none of that stuff, the five sensory points, are going to be appreciated anymore because it's all going to be done from virtual. The only sort of difference is is they'll say, I'll be as good as, because it's all you can have now. But at the same time... We've already got all this good stuff about our world. It seems a shame that we'd want to actually just create... Trade it. Trade it away for this. And that's why when they tried to sell it as like, oh, she's at a real gig and her friend's there, it's like, no, it won't be like that. It will be like the Playboy Carty gig. It would just be a bloody Zoom call, but you're looking at a virtual world. All right, it might seem a bit more real if you've got the headset or the glasses on. Let's talk about the glasses. The glasses are pretty weird. Because there was a whole segment on... On, on the glasses. They got, they, we kind of skipped past, but I mean, it was, it was mad. Well, they called them smart glasses. It was actually, it's actually at the end of the video, this, the smart glasses. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, all right. It, it was at the end. And uh, and it was, the glasses were the weird part because it was, they're called smart glasses, okay? Is that what they were called then? Smart glasses? Smart glasses. Right, yeah. Okay. But they were actually Ray-Bans, essentially. Yeah. He was like, we followed the classic style of the Ray-Bans. And they look exactly the same. The only difference is on the side of them, they have a little red light. So people know if you're recording or not. And it's like, whoa. So the, okay. (laughs) So they look like normal Ray-Bans. So you would never, ever be able to tell that they weren't. And someone could be recording you. Oh, but don't worry. There's a little red (laughs) light. What about duct tape? (laughs) No, no. They won't see past that. (laughs) Or like a black sharpie. You know, I'm sure it's not going to be difficult to cover that light. No, not at all. So you could be out at the park with your daughter at some swings. Oh, there's a guy there with shades on. 
is he looking over? No, he's probably just enjoying a walk out or whatever. But well, no, he could be looking over. And now with these things, he could be <laughs> zooming in and recording. Well, even worse than that, what if at that moment your avatar, I mean, okay, what if this guy is down the walk with his daughter? They might not be... These poor bastards. These poor bastards. Well, if they're not out, if they're not technically in the metaverse, but our man wearing the glasses is, can he interface with their meta world or their meta avatars and they won't know about it? If you actually have a man now with recording glasses, not only could he be recording your daughter, but... Is he in some way seeing her through augmented reality? Can he do stuff to her behind the glasses that he's wearing that, that, right, you, okay. that you as an adult are not aware of while he's looking at your young one? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. He could have some sort of like... Huge augmented penis. Or, or release... Spraying <laughs> all over the children's park. It's all this sperm going down the slide. He's all over the swings. He's just sitting there smiling behind his dark glasses. And the dad's covered, the kid's covered. <laughs> he looks so happy, that guy wearing those Ray-Bans in the park. Just sitting there smiling. Just enjoying the sunshine, I guess. <laughs> or like he could be like transmitting the data to other paedophiles that are in the local area, also on the metaverse, like, oh, this is a great park. Here are, like, the exits. This is the kids that go there. <laughs> or, like, say at my park, right, there's a lot of dog thefts since the pandemic has begun because the prices of dogs have shot up because everyone wants a puppy because now they're, like, inside and they're bored and it gives them an excuse to get out of the house and in some of the stricter lockdowns, like, that was one of the things that they were allowing you to do. Or you could take the dog for a walk. So people always think, oh, should I get a dog? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And because of that, the dog thefts have gone way up. So when I'm at the park, I've really got to watch yeah, the be, dog. You've on your way. Yeah. And sometimes I've seen people, and I know a guy over at the park that has had his dog, dog stolen. And he said, look out because there are people that go around the park filming the dogs that come here. Oh, to see the breeds. Almost scoping the area, almost like a shopping list. Like, <laughs> yeah, we have that one, that one, or whatever. They're, they're basically surveying the area and seeing what dogs are at what parks and how much them breeds are worth and stuff like that. Imagine if they had these glasses on. You know what I mean? So they could be like recording your dogs, getting the exact like breed. Breed, and the rest everything, of it. yeah. They could probably get the age up, yeah. whether it had been spayed in or neutered. How much is the owner paying attention to the dog when he is out? <laughs> this guy who's got this dog that's worth a lot of money. We recorded him like... He's always on the phone. Yeah. When he goes out, he's not paying the dog any mind at all. We can quickly snatch that one. It's a good point. You know what you need to do in the future? Get a virtual dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Easier. Just get a dog in the metaverse. If it gets stolen, you just create another one. Yeah, just buy a new one. When I saw these glasses, I just straight away thought of not just peeping toms, but just criminals of all kinds. And, the, and and he's talking about privacy and stuff like that. And it's like, don't talk to me about privacy when you're making glasses that look identical to a pair of Ray-Bans. At least yeah. if they were a pair of like meta glasses and you could distinctly see that, that they were different from a normal pair of glasses, then... Yeah, but not a pair of Ray-Bans, which is the most common pair of glasses. So. <laughs> Imagine if they stuck with the original brand in it. It's just like a pair of blue like glasses with just Facebook written down the side. That's they look like 3D glasses. <laughs> Hello, I'm in the metaverse. <laughs> Someone will be like, he's the pedo, he's the pedo glasses. I mean, they had to change the name, didn't they? Like, imagine if they had just gone with, like, 
Facebook world. <laughs> I feel like Facebook's like falling out of favour anyway. Like people are like, oh, fucking hate Facebook now. If I'm honest... They always had to change it. Yeah, it's come at a good time for Facebook because I, I don't so. know anyone almost uses it. No. So it's just as well they've gone for a massive switch up here. I think we'd better give uh, some shout-outs to the other people in the presentation video. Sue, our project director at the Facebook Reality Labs. That is an interesting place already. A Facebook reality lab, and this is virtual reality, not real reality. Reality lab. Reality yeah, even lab. that. They didn't call it Facebook virtual reality lab. No. Facebook reality lab. It's like they're rebranding reality. Reality lab. It's not a reality lab, is it? No. That's what we're dealing with here now. Reality. You, you think in a reality lab, they'd be dealing with real life problems and issues, but... Yeah, it's virtual reality, but we see you've been trying to blur the lines through the whole of this video. Couldn't be more confusing what part of it's real, what part of it's not real. The way they keep talking about it, it's like, hang on, am I at the actual concert? Or am I in the metaverse? Or am I in the... Where am I now? Yeah, am I watching the real Mark? Am is I this watching? Mark's dream? Is it, it's like, <laughs> well, where am I? <laughs> is this real life? You know, they, they, all of them, they all sort of gave their little spiel in their little segment they had for their presentation video, but they all came out with the craziest comments, race. Like, so Mark was easily the most awkward than probably the... Indian guy. Indian guy. I think the the Italian guy who had the goatee and the bald head was the most approachable. But Jackie seemed normal. But the, Sue had this comment, I thought I would include this. She said this, we want to build experiences that empower people to be more connected and at the same time more present to the world around them. Well, take that back to the, your comment again earlier. You know, you did say about people are less present more than ever in the world they are in. So why do we want to drive them into a world where they're even less present in the actual reality that they live in? And I thought I'd have to quote something Nick said, and Nick was talking about the personal private security within the metaverse, just how parental controls must be built in early, quote, quote, and you talked about porn. <laughs> but the interesting quote Nick said is, not something we're building, it's something we're building for. This almost looks like, it's not just from Sue and Nick, it's from all of them, it's like, this is, the greater good. This is your future, everyone. You will not have a choice here unless you actually stand up and say something now because these people have already got a technological future, a digital future, if anything, mapped out for you. And you've got to think, what world do you really want to live in? I mean, something they're building for? It's almost like the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, you will own nothing and be happy idea in conjunction with this it makes perfect sense it's like well you're own nothing in the real world your own things in the metaverse you'll live in the metaverse you won't be able to go outside meet up with your friends go to a club go to a bar go to a gig yeah. in real life you'll be locked down and you'll be quarantined you have a lot less and that's in that respect but guess what you can do all that in the metaverse now and you'll be happier there because that's the yeah. place for you it's safer it's easier you don't have to leave the comfort of your own shack. Yeah. <laughs> Home, sorry. <laughs> Matchbox. Cell. <laughs> and linked to this whole idea of the internet of things, the cyber grid, smart everything. Like they're going to know everything about you. They're going to know even more about you from your smart meters and your smart fridges and your smart cars and your smart everything. You're going to have Alexa and Siri in your house, your computers, your laptops, everything with cameras on, your phone, which is already like a tracking device, and now the metaverse that can scan your whole house, even though where your favourite mug is, 
or anything else that you care to program into it. That old issue of Playboy that you just could never find. <laughs> there it is. Oh, under the bed. What a look there. <laughs> it's scary. It is scary. Oh, I do want to say it was horrible. And it's so far beyond just the new Facebook, which is the way it's kind of been presented. But it's only when you actually look into it a bit that you realise, no, this is so much bigger than that. This is so much more than that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're talking about this replacing reality. They're saying that, not us. I think one thing we will we'll actually touch on is how they're actually going to achieve this. So basically, to understand the technology that would be needed to achieve this, you have to understand what's actually currently up in the sky at the moment. And recently, there was actually 53 Starlink rockets that were sent up from Elon Musk's SpaceX project, and they're actually in the lower atmosphere. They're low-orbit satellites. And the idea of these, these, they're quite small, these ones, but the idea is hopefully they're going to bring internet access to the most remote places in the world. So the, whole, the whole world is going to be covered in... In a big sort of... Uh, 5G mist. Yeah, <laughs> like a big blanket of 5G yeah. wave field all across the planet. No one will be able to escape. See, because at the moment, you know, they, they do have these satellites in, in the sky that give us this internet coverage, but the idea is... So many more went up during the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, the idea is that they're all now positioned in, in a perfect position across the entire globe to all you flat earthers out there. Yes, the world is a, a sphere. <laughs> but the idea is that they can now connect everyone on the planet to the internet. Everyone. And when you think, oh, connect everyone to the internet, you think, oh, look, tappy, tap, 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 type in Google, get a web address. But the point is what the internet is now to what the internet is going to be in the future are two different things. So the first part is to get the internet to everywhere on the planet, from the top of volcanoes to the bottom of the sea. I mean, the idea is just to cover the planet to get everyone connected. You can be able to reach the internet at any point on the planet, whether you're on the phone, your laptop, doesn't matter. You'll be able to get connected. Wherever your avatar wants to go. So if the internet is now going to evolve into the metaverse... Just remember that these technological receivers for this new age digital information are already in the sky. So you'd think, all right, well, you're just talking about internet, but it's not a far reach now from as they change the internet, which is now accessible to every point on the planet, and they move it into the metaverse. It will be a slow progression, but they will make everyone now live, work, will you do everything there. Well, straight away you're sort of thinking, right, is that why they need the 5G? Is that why during the first part of the of the pandemic, when everyone was locked down, they were putting up these 5G towers at an unprecedented rate? Like, yeah. everything else come to a complete standstill, but that didn't. No. It was like, get the 5G up, like, double quick time. They were going up everywhere. And then Elon Musk put so many satellites up in the sky that the um, astronomers of the world, whatever association <laughs> represents them come forward and said you can't do this you're, you're going to block out the night sky obviously you just did it anyway but it's like during this time the whole planet was locked down it's not like people could have been out in the streets like no to the 5g towers like no to the satellites it's like forget it it was almost like some dick dastardly move like we're going to do it under the under the cover of nightfall like when everyone's locked down yeah we're going to like put up all the satellites 
Could you imagine those like guys out with their telescopes? And I'm like, I think I've seen a new star. And it's like, no, it's just one of Elon Musk's fucking satellites. And I'm like, oh god, I've seen another star, a new one. No, it's just another one of his satellites. I actually had a friend ring me who was on. They they've got like a roof that you can get on in Camden, Clive. And he he rang me up to say. Uh, there's these star like they look like stars but they're sort of in a straight line and they're going right across the the sky this looks insane is anyone else seeing this and it was his satellites going up like loads of people were seeing this happen at the start of at the start of the pandemic it was like that's how many went up well now you know why and what they're going to be used for this is going to be a slow rollout but this was the first part because I was thinking as well like what do we need all this for the metaverse maybe we didn't know about it then. No. Mm-hmm. But now it's starting to make sense, isn't it? Well, you'd never say the metaverse then, would you? The metaverse. What What the hell is that? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like none of it makes sense unless you know what the fucking plan is. If you know about the Great Reset and the fourth industrial revolution and the metaverse and all this stuff, then, you know, you're, you're in on the plan. I guess it all makes sense, but we have to sort of wait for it to happen in real time to then go back and join the dots up and go, oh, my God, the pandemic's been a vehicle to bring all this stuff in. Because like, like I said, they couldn't have sold it to us without it. I mean, I hear that little person, Keith, is creating his own metaverse as well. So don't oh worry. Oh, my God, yeah. There's, so there's a Microsoft version of metaverse as well. Yeah. So they're all going to be... They're your choices. Gates or Zuckerberg? <laughs> it reminds me of the old Apple adverts. Remember when they used the two guys from Peep Show? And it was like, you're either a PC guy or an Apple guy, and you're kind of looking at it like, I don't want to be either. This is even worse. It's like, do you want to be in Gates' metaverse or Zuckerberg's metaverse? It doesn't, matter, like, what, oh, it doesn't matter what side of the pie you eat. They're both poisonous. So Yeah. So which level of Dante's hell do you want to go to? <laughs> I'll go for the Gates of hell. Bill Gates, good choice. He has a better Epstein Island in his metaverse. More realistic. Yeah. It's got the temple there and everything. <laughs> I mean, when's the when's the Gates' metaverse unveiling? And w- will it be the same, like Gates presenting it like Zuckerberg? Oh, I, you know what? We're going to have to do another one for that one at this rate. Good Lord. I think the point is, is you know... Does that one have a name? I don't think, I don't think it does yet. Gatesverse. Gatesverse. <laughs> <laughs> What worries me is, you know, social media, if you look at things that have really changed the world and how people behave, it was a Pandora's box that we did open and we can never shut in terms of the way we start viewing each other online. If you look at the mental health that's been caused by people across the world, by social media companies, do we want someone like Mark Zuckerberg heading up the next metaverse? Because by what we've seen already, that this has actually caused a lot of damage to the human race in terms of emotional problems. So... Let's look at what the other products they brought us before. Yeah, because like we spoke about in our social media episode, the suicides, the self-harming, the mental health issues, all these things that social media has sent through the roof. That's going to be times by God knows what when people are just living in this metaverse. It's, it's only going to increase all the problems that are already there. And when they're trying to sell it, like you'll be more connected, you'll be more you know, integrated, you'll be more present, you'll be, it's like, no, it, it's kind of like just flip it on its head. You'll, you'll be more isolated, more cut mm, off, yeah. you'll be more depressed, you'll be more detached from reality and you'll be a million miles away from some kind of like 
enlightened state because really being enlightened is about getting away from five sense reality yeah. and this will be another reality within that yeah so it's kind of like a russian doll you're in a matrix within a matrix you're, you're even more cut off from the source like forget praying or meditating or going into a quiet enough headspace to be able to be in the present moment you won't just be living life through the five senses you'll be living life in the metaverse it's like a russian doll within a russian doll yeah and then if like if you think you can be controlled now you wait until you're in that second matrix of control well this is the thing when once you're in there in the metaverse what about the perceptions of things that you want to view like what if all your news becomes tainted within the metaverse you aren't allowed to have your free free thoughts in the metaverse you know the metaverse just becomes a digital extension now but you're no longer yourself in the metaverse you're just almost like a piece of software and you can be controlled that way they talk a lot about this concept of the human race coming together as one consciousness well the metaverse looks like the dark version of that yeah it's like a hive mind but a hive mind that is centrally controlled and monitored and surveyed so there is a big brother watching all the time in the metaverse and yeah you are a hive mind and you're all connected but only so you can be controlled and manipulated and nudge this way or nudge that way there's always going to be like a hidden hand guiding your every move and monitoring everything you do it's it is creepy it's as creepy as mark presenting the video it sends sh it should send shivers up your spine and don't get me wrong <laughs> i'll probably go in it just as to you know just to see what it's about and like social media I'm sure it's something that I could have a go at or dip in and out of or even enjoy. It's not about that. It's about the people that you know won't have the self-control to use this. Exactly. It's like giving them digital smack. That They will live in the metaverse. And that's being encouraged. Live, work, play. They're going to encourage you being in this thing 24 hours a day. I won't live in it 24 hours a day, but other people will. And what's going to happen to them? It's about the most vulnerable people in our society and they're the people that are going to be hit the hardest by the pandemic and then they're the people you're offering this digital smack to and saying, hey, metaverse. And it's just going to be exacerbating all the problems that they currently have and we have in our, in our society. And what's it going to do to our society? You feel like it would just bring the whole thing fucking down. Like everyone's just at home plugged into the fucking metaverse. I mean... Can't, can't. <laughs> Can't think of anything worse. It's like the metaverse is booming, but yeah, the state of world outside. World outside. I mean, I don't look out the window now. I've actually got a pretty cool uh, fish tank. Have you seen the shark? Yeah, it's nice, mate. I really like yeah. it. Don't demist it though, because you know you demist it and it's just like woo, woo like sirens, riots, and you start like, turn the shark tank back on. Or <laughs> it's just a desolate wasteland. <laughs> You know, I think that what we discovered through this whole thing is the internet just did become a bit of an apex of our society yeah. now, isn't it? You yeah. know, it, but unfortunately, for something that was free and that we could get any information on that we wanted, it's been abused, and it's by the sort of powers of suppression, especially when it comes to information. Information's been taken off the internet now. Yeah. It's manipulating the human perception 
do you really want the internet to go to the next version which is going to be your whole perception well they're trying to make it like the pillar of our whole society so everything is based off the internet Mm. but then whoever controls the internet controls everything controls the whole society and what if the internet just switches off everything stops it's a crazy thing to do it feels like Skynet in Terminator are we just going to hand all our power over to Skynet all our power over to the metaverse you know it's it's a dangerous really stupid thing to be doing it's not a smart thing to be doing smart smart there we are again (laughs) and not hating on technology because I love technology and I've got a PS5 I got really excited when that come out I use a Mac every day we've got a laptop in front of us now a microphone you know surrounded by technology I'm I will confess confess when I moved from Android over to iPhone one of the best days of my life (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah so so we'd be hypocrites to say that we're not you know you're listening to our podcast on a piece of technology through Spotify or Apple whatever else it's like this is a part of life now and I appreciate that things need to evolve and move on and this is just an advancement but we've got to be really careful here it's like the spider-man classic quote with great power comes great responsibility okay fine but do we really think the likes of zuckerberg or bill gates are responsible Mm. even when they're telling us about the the privacy of it and the the safeness of it and And the the governance they're going to put in just don't believe them you're like no i know that you're not going to use this for for good and how can we educate people about something that, you know, how could we educate the young about this, for example, if we don't even know about it ourselves? Like, they don't even know the dangers of this yet. And if we look at what the existing dangers are of spending too much time online and on social media and stuff like that, it's only going to be that, but Mark Two, Mark Two. <gasps> <laughs> oh, no. He is Mark, Mark One, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> We probably just get one like version after the next. <laughs> but yeah, we can't let it replace our reality either. We okay, augmented reality, laying a, a layer on top of our reality. That sounds like fun. I mean, we we saw a clip, didn't we? Of they they're, they're using this kind of technology now in mm. was it Tokyo or somewhere or, yeah. or or China, and they had a huge cat in a billboard looking like it was going to pounce down on the traffic below and everyone was going, oh, wow, look at this. But like we were saying, like, would you want to be walking down the street and seeing all this stuff? All, all the time, constantly. I mean, yeah. it, it, some of it would get to the point it would give you a scare out of nowhere. Yeah. But straight away, it's like kind of dangerous. You're like driving a car. Whoa, it's a giant cat. <laughs> like, it's pretty mental. But we were saying you can just imagine, can't you, like a walking Coca-Cola bottle. Hey, have you had your Coke today? Like, you know, the new subway footlong. Like, whoa, it'd be like Back to the Future on an acid. Like, phones and adverts and newscasts and all these things, they interrupt our day enough as it is. Your phone's always buzzing, you know. It, yeah. Imagine if this was just like part of your reality, just constantly just interrupting just your. Flashing up. Like, you have to look at a wall and something would just come to life, like the McDonald's burger, double cheeseburger. Oh, God, no. I just looked at the wall. I didn't really want the thing to come out it's, of it. It's going to mess with your mind. And God knows what it would do to you on like a frequency level. I don't know. To me, it just seems something to be really wary of. Like like I said before, we can't let it 
replace our reality. We can't let it replace going to clubs and bars and gigs, having you know, concerts, having and human interaction. Yeah. Okay. As well as that. Yeah. Great. But we can't let it replace that. No. We've got to keep culture alive. We've got to keep human interaction alive. We've got to keep live sports alive. Everything's going in the direction of just have a cardboard cutout, just have an avatar. You don't need to be there, but you do need, we need to be together in this way. It's healthy, it's human, being in a crowd of 60,000 people, oh, cheering, feeling that. I would argue that's what true connectivity is. It's what makes us human. Not the metaverse, yeah. No, and we can't forget that, and we can't let this come in and replace that. We've got to use it responsibly, if we use it at all. hope you enjoyed that episode of the schism we've got plenty more episodes on the way in the meantime follow us on our instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies